0: Hi, it's Neil here with episode thirty-six of the Tudor Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about wider learning. Why it's vital to go outside of the confines of your field and to um, borrow from everywhere and everyone. So I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but I know that we're all tutors, so you're a Tudor, I'm a tutor. So we're going to be into continuous learning because that's what we're selling. But do we actually do it for ourselves? I'm not sure everybody else does. I know I do. I spend a lot of money every year training and updating my skills, both within the teaching and tutoring fields, music, uh, which is what I'm engaged in. I'm a guitar teacher. And outside of that, for instance, improving my NLP and communication skills, writing, taking me on my business and property development journey. So, always updating my skill set because I believe you've got to stay open to new ideas. If you're not learning, you're probably going backwards. And certainly I believe that our competition, such as it is, if they're still learning and we're not, sooner or later they're just going to overtake us. One of the main reasons I think that it's so important to keep on learning is that the answers have changed. And that's a great phrase. I learned that in a story about Albert Einstein, who was teaching in the UK at the time. Sorry, not in the UK. I think he was at Harvard who gave the same paper to his students two years running. His assistant said, you know, Professor Einstein, I can't help but notice that this is the same paper you gave last year. Einstein apparently smiled and said, well, the answers have changed. And I think that's true. We have to stay up to date and we have to adapt to change. It's uh, almost a paradox for me that outside of music, everything seems to be in change and within music particularly academic views of music things appear to be entrenching themselves more and more solidly in the old-fashioned conventional ways of doing things just my perception i could be wrong could be way off beam on this one but for me and probably for you too you understand that when you're very narrow you have fewer options the narrower your focus the more and more you will learn about less and less And probably the more dogmatic you'll be and the more convinced you'll be of the wisdom of your own ways. You could say, I'm doing the same. I'm convinced of the wisdom of what I'm doing. This is why I want to share it with you guys. So I think if we can look more broadly than within our own fields or disciplines, we can start to fill in the blanks because wherever we were educated and, you know, however we learned, there'll always be holes, there'll always be omissions. And for me as a teacher, I really want to learn... You know, about how everything fits together, how everything's connected up. There's a web of connections and coincidences, crossovers. And I know it's important to keep on learning, particularly learning how to teach whilst I'm in the process of teaching. And I'm always trying to refill the leaky bucket of my memory. Keep filling it up, keep stirring it up, shaking it up, lobbing bricks in there just to see what happens. Now, I think we have to do this on a wider basis than just within our own disciplines for quite a few good reasons. Uh, The principal one for me is that the conventions of, of my field, which is music and guitar teaching, are just the accepted conventions. And there's a whole world beyond that. Outside of guitar playing, a lot of interesting stuff goes on. And within guitar playing, there's an awful lot of ridiculous, irrational beliefs that I largely took on in my first book, Nine Weird Things Guitarists Do, which if you haven't read it, I'll shamelessly plug it here. It's on Amazon. Go and get a copy. If you're in the business of teaching guitar or music generally, it probably is going to be a useful read for you. Now, outside of our own field, people are doing interesting things. So the chances are that somebody out there has already made discoveries that'll be useful to us. There'll be ideas there we can learn from, we can borrow, or we can just steal So why would we bother staying inside the confines of our own field? Beyond that, I think that wider learning gives us a better background and context for what we do. Whatever you teach and and however you teach it, remember that nothing exists in isolation. What you do isn't an island in an ocean. It's connected up. So if you can plug your speciality into the background, the origins and history of the field, then you can make better connections. For instance when I teach guitar, I teach the origins and development of the instrument so that the player has a proper grasp of the form of the function and the operation of the instrument and its purpose. If you like, I plug it into the reality check because people arrive with all sorts of weird preconceptions at the teaching room. Now, beyond that, wider learning gives me more versatility as I've constantly filled up my teaching toolbox with different techniques and ideas which I can stir together, munge together up if you like, and synthesize, blend and merge the ideas into hybrids, new ideas, franken teaching if you like. That means I have uncommon knowledge because I know stuff from fields outside of guitar teaching and outside of business and outside of coaching that people who stay rigidly within the field don't have. I've stolen everybody else's great ideas. I believe that gives me a competitive advantage. It also gives me a big pool of analogues and comparisons, examples from other disciplines that I can use when I'm teaching. See, if all I have is one way of expressing an idea, I'm stuck with that. I don't have a choice. Like the old phrase, if all you have is a hammer, then everything looks like a nail. So I can use a wide variety of teaching techniques and approaches based on everything I've read inside and outside of my field of music teaching and indeed in business. So I'm cross-fertilizing ideas from one discipline, one field to another. If you like, I'm building a cable of knowledge rather than just a single strand of understanding. The thicker I can build that cable, the more strands of knowledge that are interwoven I have the stronger my teaching abilities will be. The best thing about this is when I'm reading more widely, I'm leveraging other people's time and effort. I don't have to go and do all the hands-on research, the massive case studies, the population studies. I can just look at other people's research and extract understandings from that, steal their insights. So it's not just me in the field trying to do the work. I'm leveraging the understanding the learning the efforts of some of the best minds on the planet to make me a better music teacher hopefully a better business person a better writer a better coach everything i'm involved in is being cross-fertilized by everything else i'm involved in now one of the big things for me is this leads me to challenge conventional wisdom and i think you should be doing that too in your business in your teaching business because conventional wisdom is nothing more than the acceptable aggregated prejudices of the people with the loudest voices. And, you know, as a, a rock and pop musician or teacher, this is just off the scale. The conventional wisdom of it taking God, 10,000 hours, for instance, of playing till your fingers bleed, that it's hard and difficult, god-given insights soul all that sort of stuff challenge that if i hadn't been reading outside of my field i'd still believe in the unicorn of cleverness the myth of talent i just don't believe that anymore so i think it's it's our duty as teachers not only to use the best practices but to continuously challenge them to try to falsify them to make them better to refine improve and innovate on what we currently do I mean that is after all the scientific way my background as you may know is in science and business rather than being a musician although yeah I've got I do have the necessary musical credentials so some of my very best ideas have, have not come from doing a music degree they've come instead from things like statistical analysis from physics from mechanics and that's caused me to challenge conventional ways of doing things. Because the best practices in one industry can sometimes transfer across to another. A good example is, was Henry Ford, who wanted to make cars faster and stumbled on the idea of the production line, which he stole from the meat processing businesses that he visited in Chicago, if I remember correctly. He looked at the lines of carcasses going along and... Guys who were highly skilled just doing one job and went, I can build cars that way. And the history of manufacturing has never really been the same since then. So I'm constantly reminding myself that nobody knows everything. Everything you currently know is contingent knowledge, it's up for challenge, it's up for test and review at all times. So, on the back of all that, the best thing about wide learning is it keeps you interested. And if you're interested in what you're doing, if you're constantly learning, expanding your knowledge base, not only are you interested, but you're more interesting to the people around you. So, quite apart from all of those wonderful things, I'd like to float this idea past you. You know, general, broad principles for wide learning. Number one, always be learning. The old phrase, Every day is a school day." We're teachers. We know this, but I'm not sure how many of us actually are learning. And have a structured approach to this day in day out to always be learning something. Work harder on yourself than you do on anything else. The best investment you and I can make is in ourselves. If you learn a skill, and you change industry, change business. That skill goes across with you. It's portable. It's invisible. It's free. Take it with you. One of the best tips I ever got was to always ask whatever I'm doing. What is the in this that will make me a better teacher, tutor or coach and then take notes. I keep handwritten notes and I'd urge you to do the same because when you write things out longhand, the writing process itself is proven to improve retention. I have a, a number of scrapbooks now of ideas and teaching tools that have come to me over the years. It's a kind of a palimpsest of my own learning and teaching life. And that's such a cool word. If you don't know what it is, it's a document that shows signs of its own development. Akin to this is annotating texts. I come from a fairly poor family where books were something sacred and I was always very reticent about marking up or annotating my books. Now that I'm a writer myself, I'd much rather see notes scrawled all over my work than having the books sit pristine on the shelf never been read. I'd like to see that book wearing working clothes where people have scrawled over where the books got dirty by being used. And when you are engaged in learning anything, for heaven's sake, stay playful. Playfulness is strongly associated with learning. So always be playing it yourself, not playing with yourself, your mucky minded so-and-sos. Make it fun for you to learn. and You can pass on that playfulness to your students and clients. If at the end of the day your face is aching from laughing and smiling and having a good time, your students will have learned a great deal from you because it's very hard not to learn when you're having a good time. It just seeps through you. Your brain is more plastic. It's more absorptive. So I'm a big fan of wider learning, as you've probably gathered. I'm I'm at it all day long, every day. But how should we go about it and and what should you do? What should you be learning? (sighs) That's a great question. I don't think you should put any limits on this. No limits learning. roam far and wide. The world is full of wonderful ideas. So go with your own interests. If they run parallel with what you're currently doing, brilliant. If they're a little bit tangential, you might want to rein that in because it'll feel like goofing off. But do a bit of a deal with yourself to read, say, one book in your field for every one, two or three books outside of your field. Or flip those ratios upside down. Because I promise you this, when you start to read and learn outside of your own field, but you're carrying that question, what is it here that will make me a better teacher, tutor or coach? Carry that question across and I guarantee that you'll discover diamonds. You know, I teach guitar and I teach music and I'm a coach. But my most useful teaching tools and ideas have actually come from fields like mechanics because I love mucking around with my motorbike and my cars machines generally from studying linguistics and how languages work and because I'm an athlete and and I've always been into athletics and sports at some point I've had to look at physiology and how the body actually functions and the biomechanics of what I do they've been the most productive and certainly the most profitable things I've ever learned and on the back of that because I understand that we're all running businesses here I've just remind myself that my teaching business like yours is just that it's a business you can't run blind in a business so you have to keep on learning about it when there's a budget like there was last week you have to look at it and say what are the implications for me where's the good stuff in here I'm looking at marketing all the time and increasingly I'm looking at investment and finance because I have a property portfolio outside of my teaching business which has been paid for by my teaching business. And remember, all this isn't rocket science. It's just probably stuff you may or may not have got around to learning yet. In fact, nothing's rocket science. It's just the stuff you haven't got around to learning, isn't it? So I would urge you all, be voracious, be varied, roam the world and and learn widely. The wider your reading is, the more ideas you're going to have to bring to the teaching table, which will give you a competitive edge. It will make you uniquely interesting and charismatic. It will allow you to invent, develop, and produce new materials, new techniques, new products that you probably wouldn't develop if you were rigidly confining yourself to just your own discipline. Okay, that's about my 10 cents worth for the day on the subject of wider learning. It's something I fervently believe in. Typically, I've got five or six books on the go at the same time. Lots of post-it notes, lots of annotation, lots of notes in the scrapbook. It's an ongoing process and it just keeps the whole thing fun, keeps it interesting, keeps it absolutely fascinating and vital to life. But how about you? I don't know what you do with wider learning and continuous development of yourselves. So why don't you let me know what's caught your ear in this episode and... um, How you get on putting some of these ideas to work in your own businesses. What have you learned from outside of your own field, for instance, that that have been useful to you and made you a better tutor or better coach? Just send them in. I would love to hear from you because I'm here to learn from everybody else too. See, I'm trying to leverage your time to get you to do some of the work for me. If you can tell me one cool thing, that's going to help me. And maybe in the future, I get to share that with everyone else. So send them into info at neilcowmedow.com and uh, I'll see you in the next episode where we'll be talking about passive income generation, effectively adding an additional revenue stream to your tutoring business without it taking any time or without taking very much time. So till then, just go subscribe to the Tutor Podcast and get all the updates and the tips you need to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business. Join me. Neil Camero for the next episode of The Tutor Podcast. Till then, have a fabulous day. Get in touch with The Tutor Podcast via email or social media and The Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.